Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Alex Housen, and this is Right Medicine, a weekly podcast that explores best practices in creating content that connects with and educates health professionals. I'm a former nurse and an academic who spent the last 16 years as an independent medical writer and researcher, creating and evaluating education content for health professionals. If your work involves planning, designing, delivering or evaluating education for health professionals, this podcast is for you. Celebrating its 10th year as the premier online event for CME professionals, CME Palooza will be back in 2023 with its spring and fall events. So mark your calendars for Wednesday, April 12th and Wednesday, October 18th. CME Palooza. It's free, it's fun, and it's just plain fantastic. Hello and welcome to Right Medicine. I'm your host, Alex Housen, and this is a solo episode. And today I'm going to talk about the question, should I stop going down the rabbit hole? Now, the medical and CME writers that I teach often worry about how to rein in this tendency to burrow down into the rabbit hole. And like you, I'm up against the challenge of the rabbit hole too. You know how this works. Here's an example. I was recently reading The Guardian in bed on a Saturday morning. A rare occurrence. I'm an early bird and I find it difficult to go back to bed once I'm up. I was reading a story about the artist Paul Gauguin, written by Devika Ponambalam, whose book I Am Not Your Eve has been longlisted for the Walter Scott Prize for Historical Fiction. It's a fascinating story about the appropriation of women as muses in colonial art. Then other articles presented themselves as possibilities, temptations, a piece on the origins of patriarchy, Another on the art of expertise, that process of getting really good at something, whether it's baking or writing. And yet another on the experience of being a noisy introvert. Delicious. All delicious. I am ready to be taken down those rabbit holes. Or here's another example. You're working on a project about hypertension prevention for an education piece on new antihypertensive therapies. You start reading about hypertension prevention and notice references to multi-level public and community health interventions that are based in barbershops and hair salons. And before you know it, you're reading about pharmacists who check black men's blood pressure and provide health information and prescriptions in barbershops to help patients lower their systolic blood pressure. Then you're reading about the awesome lifestyle and community changes that multi-level education and health promotion interventions can bring and wondering where drugs fit into this picture at all. This process isn't just the inevitability of securing a dopamine hit from endless clicks, nor is it an undisciplined tactic to avoid the work in front of us. This is the modus operandi of the thinker, the synthesizer, the connector, and the collector of curiosities. And it's exactly this mindset and sensibility that we bring to our work as medical writers and as CME writers. It's what lets us unearth quotable gems about the lived experience of a rare disease for a needs assessment and to structure interactive patient cases with authentic details, colour and flavour. But of course it's also a challenge. 
Rabbit holes run deep. They can pull us further away from the task at hand. And then we have to find our way back in the dark with no map. And if we go down the rabbit hole far enough, we lose precious work time and perhaps even forget the intention behind our initial reading. So I do have a process that I'm going to share with you that accommodates the pleasures of the rabbit hole and supports the time frame you typically have to do your work. At the beginning of every project, what I call the collect and curation phase, I create a checklist that typically includes the scope of work, client references and materials, learning objectives and an outline if one's already been created or a reminder to create an outline if that's an expectation in the scope of work for me. I also include key dates for check-ins and deliverables and keywords. I might also include quotes that I already have to hand, perhaps from the client, news stories that I've come across, interviews again that perhaps the client has shared or interviews that perhaps I have to conduct for the client, and social media notes, for instance, some loose sentiment analysis. What are clinicians saying about topic X on Twitter, for instance? And to make it easy to store, retrieve and synthesize all these materials and the information they'll generate, I set up a folder in Dropbox or Google Drive with the client's name on it. And in that folder, I create at least three subfolders labeled materials, PDFs and progression or drafts. If the client has put together or shared an outline, I'll map the readings that I already have and keywords to those outline sections. And if I'm creating an outline as part of the scope of work, then I'll start to build topic headings from my preliminary reading. So once I have my checklist and folder system prepared, and before I start reading preliminary material, I make a separate checklist of the reading material and PDFs that the client has provided. I pull all of these references into EndNote, which is the referencing software package that I use. And I read this preliminary material pretty quickly, just to get the gist of the topic and create keywords and key phrases to support the wider literature and material search that I'm going to do. Now you'll know that there are different types of reading. In the early stages of a project, I am rarely doing deep reading. First, I'm skimming. I'm looking for headings and topics. I'm just trying to get the gist of a paper and sorting it into a yes, no, or maybe pile. A bit like cleaning out your closet, what's essential, what's interesting and related but not necessarily essential, and what's on the periphery of the topics. Next, I'm scanning. I'm taking a deeper dive into the materials in the essential bucket first, looking for keywords and phrases, maybe quotes or other text or numeric nuggets that jump out at me. And I'm also looking for orienting ideas, just themes and connections that align with the client brief. So in this early phase, I'd say I read pretty quickly and I do read a lot because I'm scanning and skimming. And this is the phase when I'm building in some buffer to follow interesting paths, diversions, and yes, falling into the rabbit hole. But I'm skimming and scanning. I'm not doing any deep reading. This rabbit hole is, you know, I think it's really necessary. It's a necessary part of the work that I do as a medical writer. And it's a necessary part of the process of tending to the garden of my own mind. I'm cultivating curiosity. I'm growing my knowledge and I'm producing new thinking. 
This episode of Right Medicine is brought to you by Next Level Needs Assessments. By the end of this six-week program, you'll be able to evaluate the anatomy of an effective needs assessment, recognize the function of needs assessments in the continuing education planning cycle, identify clinical practice gaps, craft actionable learning objectives, and describe anticipated learning outcomes. A course-specific toolkit provides everything you need to create a needs assessment for your portfolio. You'll practice each element of preparing a needs assessment step-by-step and have access to two sessions of one-to-one coaching with me. Personalise written and verbal feedback on your work, as well as structured discussion with your peers. The programme runs April 3rd to May the 12th and spaces are limited. Check the link in the show notes for more information or contact me via email or LinkedIn for details. So a few words on note-taking. When I'm skimming and scamming, I'll make notes, draft outlines of thinking and maybe paraphrase some content at this point. And I start to connect topics and ideas in my head and on the page, sometimes with coloured highlights, sometimes with tags or some other system of synthesis that helps to connect the dots. The 20th century German sociologist Niklas Luhmann, and the only reason I know about Niklas Luhmann is that he wrote a lot about trust and uh, some of my research when I was an academic focused on trust in healthcare. Nicholas Luhmann says that notes are only as valuable as their context. That is the network of associations and relationships and connections to other information. So use a note-taking system that works for you, that helps you retain context and connection and supports your personal note-taking style. And I'll share a link about the idea of note-taking style from Nest Labs in the show notes. I don't generally use an outlining program like Scrivener or Omni Outliner. I'll build content right into the outline the client has shared or that I've developed for the client. But if you do prefer to use an outlining program, there are lots to choose from and I'll put a link in the show notes about that too. The real problem with the rabbit hole is when to stop. The rabbit hole can't last forever. Once I reach a point of relative saturation where I keep seeing the same arguments or interpretations in new sources of information, then I'll stop searching for and reading new material. At this point, my reading slows way down and I move into deep or intensive reading. And for me, deep reading really requires thinking, comprehension and integration of ideas and concepts into the client brief and what I already know about the topic. And as I'm in that deep reading mode, I'm moving into drafting. So the reading and the writing occurs hand in hand. I'm not doing all the reading up front and then moving to writing. I'm reading and writing in an iterative kind of process. And I do write pretty slowly. And I'm also really slow to integrate the process of reading and writing. So I need time away from the reading and the note-taking and the writing in order to process and think and integrate. And this time away has become even more important since uh, the early days of 2020 when the world shut down. And in this writing phase, new questions sometimes pop up and prompt a return to the literature 
or to existing sources that I've already consulted for answers. And this type of search usually takes less time than the initial search. And at this point, I'm back to skimming and scanning versus deep reading. A few words on referencing. Writing isn't a linear process for me, and I doubt it's a linear process for you, although it might be. We all have different approaches to and styles of writing. I like to move things around as well as I write, so it's important to have a reference manager that can keep up with all that movement, that tracks my sources and moves them when I move text. Otherwise, I spend way too much time at the end of the project checking references and filling in gaps. And certainly in the early days of my writing career, I didn't have robust referencing software support, and it was really easy to lose track of citations and source material, and I've done that way too many times. And also, if your approach involves cutting and pasting sections of text from sources, be sure to use a system that reminds you the text is a cut and paste, and you will need to be uh, rewriting that text in order to avoid inadvertent plagiarism. It happens, but just be very aware of that. And I've used EndNote for years, which helps keep my references and source material intact if I move text around the page. The other advantage of using a referencing software system is that it makes it easy to collect and store and retrieve references. Most referencing software systems let you categorize references by your specialty topics and areas. They let you annotate PDFs, and some of them allow you to create searchable notes within the software system, the referencing system itself. So I'll put a link in the show notes to a recent round of referencing software as well. So I think what I'm saying is the rabbit hole has power. If you're a thinker, a synthesizer, a connector, and a collector of curiosities, then you probably love reading and writing. And it's easy to go down the rabbit hole. Absolutely. But you can create a system that allows you both the pleasure of the rabbit hole and supports the time frame you have to do your work. The medical and CME writers I teach often worry about how to rein in this tendency to burrow deep into the rabbit hole. And to this I say, don't. Don't worry and don't rein it in. Allow yourself time in your scope of work to go down the rabbit hole and to explore. It's this loose, wandering, following the breadcrumbs process that feeds the hunger of the inquiring mind and nourishes both curiosity and creativity. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, all who wander are not lost. So embrace the wander and in the process, feed your wonder. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you're like me and see yourself as a lifelong learner who loves connection with other CME professionals, come and check out what Right Medicine offers in terms of community and courses. And I'd love to hear from you what you're interested in learning more about on the podcast. And if you like the podcast or a particular episode, consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts or share with your colleagues and peers. There's a link in the show notes to help you do all of these things. See you next time.